This is Sasha. And this is Steven. And this is Shut Up, I Love It. A podcast where we invite guests to defend an aspect of pop culture that they feel is underrated or underappreciated. Joining us today, he is a writer-producer and a friend very dear to my heart. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, who we've mentioned a bunch of times in our thanks because he's been making these really cool videos of our faces and our guests' faces on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And he's just like a cool dude to have around. Absolutely. Welcome, Carlton Gillespie. Thank you for having me. Thank you for thank being you. here. No, th- yeah, thank you. Of course. And Sasha, thank you. Steven, yeah, no, thank both Steven, of you. Steven, thank you so much yeah. for just being here from the beginning. No problem. All right. Now that we thank each other, I mean, Thanksgiving is long, long gone, like long, like months away. I'm personally of the opinion that Thanksgiving is not necessarily a holiday, but... State of it, mind. Yeah. Interesting to take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can take Thanksgiving with you past the end of November. Carry Thanksgiving. Oh, I see. Got it. Throughout the year. Right. Um, the way that the Native Americans were forced to carry the smallpox that we inflicted on them when we gave them those blankets. Speaking of Native am, Americans. Am I on the oh. right podcast? Because I, <laughs> you know I what did you not are. know that because we're doing history. We are, I have. We're, this is our pivot. We're now a history Clearly. podcast. I'm making a very smooth transition because I saw a video where Native American outfits were featured very heavily. And the video was of the band. Hmm. That we are discussing today. Spoiler alert. Now, <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert for a minute from now when we're going to tell <laughs> right, Carlton to right. say what we're talking about yeah. today. Carlton. Yes. Without me clarifying, what the hell am I talking about? Why are you here today? What is the subject that we're discussing today? And shut up. I love it. Well, I'm here to uh, discuss uh, based on, you know, what the other episodes I've seen and what you guys talk about. Obviously, I'm here to defend Star Wars. I think it's very underappreciated. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, much like Aaron Sorkin. Um, now, Carlton can say, um, much like the other episodes I've seen, because unlike everyone else <laughs> listening to the podcast, he's actually seen, he's seen several of our he's episodes. He's been in this room present Correct. when we recorded it. However, so. I, I I am not here to defend Star Wars. Oh, I, I was ready to go with it. I think it's doing <laughs> Last okay. Last minute change. I don't believe it's underappreciated. Uh, <laughs> but the band N-E-R-D. Woke up, I had the same clothes on I had on last night yeah. I must have passed out Wake up, baby. And cash is just like the clothes I worn yesterday We are broke yeah. I gotta get my ass out so. I went to see what my friend was talking about He told me cocaine could get you clout now, would anybody be upset if I say nerd, right? Like, because suppose it's a backronym, isn't it? It's a backronym. Now, does that mean they made uh, letters and then added meaning to it afterwards? That's what I'm huh. learning. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, no One Ever Really Dies, which is the title of their latest album, but that's what it stands for, right? Um, and then Sasha, then, I will okay. personally be upset if you call them nerd. Okay. N-A-R-D. Great. Yes. So who are they, Carlton? Tell us. Who so are these dudes? N-A-R-D is a, uh, I guess you would say, hip-hop, pop, funk, rock band. Uh, started in the 90s with the uh, members Pharrell Williams, Chad Hugo, and Shay Haley. And um, obviously a lot of people know Pharrell. Um, but I think the band... I wish I knew Pharrell a little closer, personally. He's very... Oh, on a personal level. Yeah, he's a very good-looking guy. He's, I'll, the I'll man be... has not aged. I will give you that. He has it's... this freaking baby face, and it's just, yeah, it just doesn't... It just gets cuter and cuter, because, like, it just adds a little more wisdom to it, but the charm is still there, and this, like, playfulness of an adolescent, and he's just, like, a really good-looking dude. Yeah, that's interesting. He, uh, he has a baby face, but he does not have the face of a baby. I feel like that's a distinction. <laughs> There's some people who also have a baby face, like when they're younger, but then they start to get older, and they l- just look like they an older baby. Like a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, old baby. But Pharrell still just just looks really good. I don't, yeah, it's like the man. He's not gonna age. He's just gonna get like some gray hair, but like he's still gonna look great. I think mm-hmm. it's one of those. 
I think also the fashion style, right? Like he's super fashion. Fashion. Yes. That hat. Those those hats. The hat have, and his they've wife. They create a lot of buzz. And his wife is like a model that's super good looking. Helen, don't know his her last name. Super hard to pronounce. Yeah, but like when Helen they. Hunt. Helen from Hunt. About right. You. Yeah. Right. <laughs> She's black. Helen. Hunt. Yeah. He was in Twister. Little known fact. Pharrell. <laughs> so when they're on the carpet, these two, you're like, oh my god, like it just like makes you feel ugly because they're like so well dressed. They're this like good looking couple. She's just just enough taller than him that it mm. looks cool like she's mm. not towering over him but it's like she's just a little taller and they just look slim and amazing and i'm like dude these people are perfect but you know i don't know pharrell personally I, I, that's i'll put a, it out that was there. a shift oh you don't know him personally i don't okay i don't because after all that i was i mean i mean for I a while there i thought I, you guys are good friends it's never too late it's i'm i'm putting myself out there i would love to meet pharrell but he's great and it's cool that he's been in a long-term relationship and he has four kids with his wife. So, like, I just want to put it out there. I, like, I respect <laughs> that he could have anybody. These are hashtag goals. I just, I just love a man who could have anybody, but then he has this one girl and he loves her. Like, I just, mm. I just love that. It makes me happy. Not unlike Jude Law. Is, is that what's going on? He's just been... Oh, Jude Law is famous, famously a cad. Oh, boy. Again, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. Again, I am very confused on which podcast I came to. I don't know. I'm just keeping excited. Okay, I am excited about this. So that's why I got into the whole tangent of this. You're excited about Pharrell. Pharrell. I'm going to get this much. Yeah. So can you, Carlton, can you tell me? uh, Because I know Pharrell. Again, not personally. Not, per- again, not, per- not personally, but okay. I know. I just want to establish him. neither of you know Pharrell personally. I wish. <sighs> okay. Have you seen how good looking he is? Right. And I he's have. got this wife. Mm. Uh, who are these other guys? So Chad is uh, Chad and Pharrell met in high school. Oh. They started a producing group. They were in marching bands, and in, they met in the camp, right? Correct. Yeah, summer camp. And so, kind of, NERD started basically. From their producing group, which was called the Neptunes, mm-hmm. where they produced a bunch of hits, which people and they still are know right? of. They they, they still, still are. Um, but as you know, as the producing group together, Neptunes like they, you know, I'm a slave for you, and uh, that was their a big breakout, of, like as a production duo. Correct. Hit. Yeah, that's yeah. a Britney Spears song, 2001. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had a bunch of. Just a bunch of big hits. They were already doing NERD with some of those, um, when some of those hits came out. But where they really like blew up was as this producing group, the Neptunes. And then Shay came on, and they started NERD. And that's when, when Flyer Die came out. That's when I started listening to them. So I, I was kind of aware of the Neptunes because there were songs by the Clips that came out, and everyone was kind of like, "There's this new producing group. They're making all this amazing music. They're." friends with Timbaland and make great beats, but then they kind of started this group and I felt like no one really was talking about them except like people knew about their hits because they were showing up in trailers and commercials like Rockstar and Lap Dance. Just no one really, I felt like, knew about the band itself. They just knew Pharrell and the Neptunes. There was a point, I think, like in pop music when Middle Eastern and like Asian themes became part, all of a sudden they became hot. Yeah. Like, it's part of. It has any connection to the war in Iraq? <laughs> no. You don't think as America took their interests abroad into Iraq that we then filtered those sounds into our again which podcast am i on <laughs> that's right what i'm now? saying because like, i don't is this history with steven and sasha uh. it's just history with steven and then oh, it's, okay, a, got it. it's a pharrell tribute podcast with <laughs> sasha. Yeah, yeah in general terms i think the way number one how that group kind of formed which is interesting is that they were marching band mates which is kind of not the typical uh history of like these groups that are so influential in hip hop, rock, uh, maybe maybe rock obviously, but I think just in the hip hop landscape you don't find a lot of people that just come from, you know, a marching band. And so that's why I think like their sound obviously is very different 
but has really influenced a whole bunch of music. And I think just a lot of people just looked at the pop stars that were singing them going like, oh, that was a, a Britney Spears song. But that song wouldn't exist without Pharrell and Chad and, you know, their sound. And a lot of sound now that's kind of all just intermingled and crossing over. I think it a lot of it started with them in the mid, late 90s. Now, I, back in my day, dated a music producer and he had worked with Britney Spears at some point and he worked with a bunch of different people like a lot of different people mostly rock rock people uh but it is like an interesting how because it is like a film director for music right that job right because it's really like your vision because yeah like if you think whatever any Britney Spears hit you're like it's her thing but if you think about how many different ways it could sound, that song, right? Yeah, that's there's the got to be a foundation laid first for like what the sound's going to be. Like, how are you going to grab people's ear? And I think they just have a really great way of grabbing you very early on with whatever hook or instrument that they use that you just kind of don't expect. They do have a sound, obviously, that carries over. But I think every single song they make is very distinct in a way. Yeah, that guy was very stressed out a lot. <laughs> and did it affect the relationship? Oh, he was a fucking nightmare. It was like the worst person I've ever dated. Mm. Yeah, well, the worst. Yeah, the worst. Hmm. Officially. But Number yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to rank them all. Yeah. <laughs> Just get a little glimpse into uh, Sasha's, Sasha's dating history room. with Stephen yeah. Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Um, Carlton, tell us why... Why do you love an ARD so much? I mean, I hope you do. First, yeah. yikes! No, I hate them. Uh, <laughs> first and foremost, like the music, I really enjoy their sound. I really enjoy the lyrics. Um, I probably, I mean, when I was driving that '88 Honda Civic in high school, that Fly or Die album probably broke my CD player. I just think they have a very, very different and distinct sound. And then when I got into them a little bit more after that album, then I started realizing how much these guys have influenced other groups. Um, I mean, I knew about the Neptunes, but I think I didn't really actually make the connection that these were the same guys in NERD when I first heard the album. Mm. Um, And so I just took a, a deeper dive into the music they made, and that's what got me to In Search Of. That's what got me to follow them a little bit more. They had another album called Seeing Sounds. And just like how much they've influenced, I think, music in general. Certainly Pharrell, like I said, he's not un, he's certainly not unknown. And plenty of people, I think, give him his props in how impactful he's been in music. But I think their band did a lot more of that as well. Especially in music videos, too. I mean, I know maybe we're just here to talk about music. But I think their music videos were very distinct and stood out. Um, and weren't kind of the general... This is on MTV of the week. Maybe Rockstar, but a lot of their other stuff was very different, and that's what I liked about them. What was the first song, do you know, that you heard that, like, really kind of got you by surprise how much you liked it? Um, It was that Fly or Die album, and it was the song called Breakout. They had another song on there called Jump, which I really enjoyed. I think every single song on that album I listened to, and I was just like, I will listen to anything that these guys make. 
Um, and this was before, obviously, like you could just go into Apple and search yeah. NERD. So for all you kids out there, I went to a record slash CD store and yeah. went and bought their albums. This band is kind of the nexus probably of all my interest music musically. And I think that influences them a lot. So this, the NERD kind of blends, blends it all in a way that wasn't necessarily super popular at the time right i i think so i think that's why their albums themselves didn't like their hits have gone platinum and things like that but the albums themselves didn't perform as highly as you would think they blended so many different genres at a time when people just weren't really ready for that expecting or ready i mean you see it now which is you know it's just the norm that all these artists get together and um you know, certainly downloading music in the internet is what changed kind of everything. Mm-hmm. People have access to all these music influences, but I think they did that very early on. And so these other artists like Britney Spears, like Snoop Dogg, like, uh, you know, Clips were able to kind of get their sound out there, but I don't think people really understood where it was coming from. They just kind of saw Pharrell. Mm. And I think it didn't really lead as much into checking out this NERD group. No, I haven't analyzed analyzed their lyrics too much. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I'm probably not the best person to go on either side of this discussion. But there is an opinion, at least on the internet, that um, the reason... There's opinions on the internet? Yes, that the, oh, okay. that the reason... Buckle your The reason <laughs> they're not as, you know, those albums are not as successful and they're not platinum, right, is because... They tend to have kind of subpar lyrics. Mm-hmm. So the music's good, the lyrics suck. That's like, you know, one of the sort of attacks on NARD. Mm. What's your opinion on that? Um, I think obviously that opinion's wrong <laughs> based on what I listen to because I like their lyrics a lot. That was my opinion. I um, wrote that on the internet. I think that if you are strictly a hip hop fan and you're looking for that kind of, those kind of lyrics, Yes, you're not going to get that from them. And so maybe that's why you think those lyrics are subpar. And then maybe also if you're a real big rock fan, the sound is not going to be what you're looking for. So I get it. Mm. Like you, In some ways, they kind of maybe excluded certain audiences. And that's why they were smart in making these sounds for big name artists that no matter what, people were going to listen to them. But I think in terms of their lyrics, like I think their lyrics are actually really interesting and different and kind of abstract. And I think a lot of that comes from Pharrell. Abstract is a word uh, that fits because, and she wants to move. There's one lyric that stood out for me. I want to ride your ass like a spaceship. There is a picture of a spaceship mm. that is shaped Looks like, like an, an ass. ass. Right. That's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty yeah. abstract. Yeah. So you guys are on board. You Strong. get it. You guys uh, get it. I want to, so I want to put some context on it because Sasha, you mentioned that these first two albums went gold, right? But that at the, we, to put this in context for all of our Zoomer listeners, you know, uh, at the time, at the turn of the millennium, that wasn't a huge accomplishment, right? The biggest albums were going platinum and all that. Right. Whereas now, as the music industry is dying, it's about those something, going, something going gold is, is, probably really impressive right so the term gold like a gold album can be a little deceiving i guess because it sounds really it's like a b minus right i i don't know i don't know how you would really i think you're definitely right where it was all about who was going platinum at that time because you had guys like eminem who were going like seven times platinum and rap groups that were going platinum and rock bands i mean even you guys did Offspring, I think, on mm-hmm. this. Or yeah, they've sold way more records and albums than NERD ever did. Mm. So yeah, I mean, there were groups that were just churning out a ton of stuff, and maybe part of that was just they were making the music, but they weren't doing a big of a job as promoting themselves because they were so busy producing all these other records for big name artists like Snoop, like Britney, like Nelly. Um, and so maybe that's why just they couldn't go out and really promote themselves as much because be on TRL exactly. I found their music not to start inserting opinions, but maybe I will insert that. Oh yeah, yeah. So we I, talked about the internet. So yeah, so I, I I I found their music 
good for running, <laughs> like really great energy for exercise.、Mm. That was like literally, which is it's a lot for me to say because I'm very picky about my running music. So I felt like it just had that good energy. Like nothing, like nothing stopped me in my tracks, and I went like, "Wow, I'm blown away by the song. It's really grabbing me." Yeah. But all of them were solid. Like all of the songs had like just like such great production. And even those the songs that didn't have a great hook, like they still, they still were like very much listenable. That's you know just like they were, my, they were listenable. Yeah,、That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how I, I felt think about you it. Go in, Sasha. If you wanna, if you really wanna say you hate them, I mean that's no.、Fine. I、it's, really liked.、Um, you know, I was not crazy about like like lap dance, which is a big hit. But like I really liked Brain, which I thought was, like, you know, overall I didn't find the songs that they. Sing to a woman as interesting as the songs were like other songs, yeah, thematically. But that's the one song that I thought was cute and fun, brain, and um, and I did yeah, and I did like Rockstar. Like Rockstar is probably my favorite song of theirs. Like out of the two albums, cute and fun for brain might be an interesting.、Hook. I'd revisit the lyrics. No, I'm gonna pull out those <laughs> lyrics right now, okay, and、yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. No, this yeah. So I found the. Maybe it's just my unrefined、uh, listening palate, but I found a lot of the、uh, beats and production in "In Search of" to be kind of samey. Okay, you know they all kind of the, the, there's definitely variation in them, but they all kind of have like the same driving、uh, kind of bass、uh, line going through all the songs in a way that is that I just not that I feel is not the case in "Fly or Die." Uh, yeah, it feels like there's more variation in the songs. I, I agree、album. with you. I agree with you.、Uh, which I I I was a little disappointed by, especially because their you know their origins are as producers. But、uh, I, it's a good sound. But you have to keep in mind that when you're a producer and you make the beat that is the best beat, and、mm. you have number one artist over your shoulder, you can't really go. Oh, we're gonna use that for ourselves. Sure, because、yeah. you're looking at、Fair. that artist and going, "Oh, well, we got to give this to Britney because that's the one that's gonna hit."、Uh-huh. You know, sure, they could have made "I'm a Slave for You." They could have made that song. Yeah, but it's like if Britney Spears is like, "No, well, I'll take that and make it <laughs> platinum for you." Yeah, of course you're gonna get that. So like that's kind of I think what's interesting with them as producers is I bet a lot of their best stuff got used up for. You know, a lot of big name That's artists. That's interesting, and you know, and I thought of it as、um, I was researching the band. I was like, when you get so high up in the world of music producing, do you like really just care about money at that point and like how many people listen to you? You know, like I compared it to like the world of politics, where here we go. I listened to the interview with、uh, Fresh Air with Terry Gross. And、um, this journalist was talking about the Ukrainian president, who was a comedian, right? And now he he was a straight up comedian, and now、mm-hmm. he's president of Ukraine. Zelensky.、So, Zelensky. So Vladimir、no、Zelensky.、Idea. So the first time this journalist interviewed him was at his like、um, campaign, and it was like oh, I thought you were gonna say、uh, like at his comedy show. And it was like comedy. <laughs> it was a comedy act. So the way his campaign made it and got seventy three percent votes, it was like it was a comedy act. It was. And television, there were like go-go dancers. There was like a big burlesque party and stuff like that. So he was like, "We're the new people, like comedy blah." Like he was really doing like this weird artist act, and that's how he won. And so the journalist talked to him, and he was like, "Dude, why are you doing it? Why are you giving up the world of comedy and fun to be like a fucking president of a country? <laughs> why are you giving this up to be the president of a country?" But like he's like, "You're gonna hang out with this terrible like people who are politicians who are not fun, hopefully, and maybe they're like evil at worst, you know?" Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, I'm sure Zelensky was very optimistic. He's like, I'm sure there'll be a way where like I'm gonna have find the fun ones. Like, I'm sure the world of politics has some good、yeah. to offer. Six months later, the same journalist meets Zelensky. So it's six months into his presidentship, and he's become the most cynical, like saddest person. And I mean. We know like how even like Barack changed like like he's I mean like you know like everybody changes right like a first presidentship like years like they just become sort of burdened by older yeah,、mm-hmm. burdened by the because they are taken to the room when they show them the, the new、aliens. angle of how John Kennedy was shot right like in that special <laughs> room so like he he was. He was like so, and then, and, but like Ukraine, I can't imagine like the corruption, all the stuff、sure. that he's going. So、yeah. this guy is like 
I don't trust anyone in politics. I don't trust anyone. And so he's just a completely different cynical person from what he was six months before. Mm. So I was thinking, because that was in my mind from listening to that interview. It sounds like the Joker origin story. Well, might be. You're so, um, I yeah, guess. thing is, like, politics is, is, I wonder if the world of music producing to go back to Pharrell is, because they started as, like, very talented, like, fresh-faced young guys. They like, fucking do, like, marching band. They play drums. And then they do, like, an act out of one of their, you know, parents' garage. And then they become discovered. And then they, whoa, whoa. And they just become this like, super successful duo. And I wonder, like, is Nerd, is their passion project? Is this the leftovers of, like, something they... Nope. You oh, you know, mean like was it just a way like let's just get together and make more money kind of thing? Well, if if they are choosing right like the best beats, and we're just again speculating, but we're probably right because right. we're always right. Yeah, these three people are always right. Right. Us. This is so, the shut up, I'm right podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> they, you know, like they take th this best beat and they give it to I don't know Jay Z or I don't know somebody. Yeah. But then they take the ones that are maybe not as catchy, which I do find nerd not as catchy as most of the singles that they've produced with other artists, right? right? So, and then, so what is this that, is it the way for them to get together and sort of hang out with their friends and m make money while at it? Are they just like recycling like the, the beats that they are very passionate about, but they didn't find home? Did they write everything together hoping that they will become one of the biggest bands in the world. I don't know. I just wonder, like, when you're that big in the world of music producing, like, when you work the biggest stars, like, why do you even do this, right? Why do you think, Carlton, they do this? So why, if you're that big as producers, why even make a band is what you're basically asking? Uh, yeah, I'm curious. If Because, if, you know. Because I, I think ultimately they are musicians, and so probably the goal really was, like, we're going to be either this duo or band and maybe just when they started out you know obviously teddy discovered them later but maybe in the beginning it was just like we don't have a spot for you guys as a band you know there's not i mean especially back then when record labels really could control which artists could blow up you know there wasn't the ability with the internet to just put out your you know the chance the rappers couldn't exist where it's just like i'm just going to do this music my way mm. and hope people catch on so it could have been a thing where they were just like look you can't we're not going to pay to put your album out because it's so expensive, but you guys can make some records for us internally and prop up our bigger name artists. So I would suspect that's probably what happened. And then once they started getting these number one hits, it was like they had enough juice to where maybe they went back to what they originally started. Cause I think that happened twice. I think that happened the first time. And then the second time you're right where Pharrell just really, really, really blew up and was everywhere and they weren't making any music and now they're still coming back and they just came with out with very their... different type of songs right and i think like for that kind of shows you this is really kind of what they always wanted to do um, some of them are very political even yeah so yeah you're, you're not talking about the 2017 album the, the nerd uh, yeah right the truth will set you free but first it'll piss you off hey bad bitches want to be my bait hey come down like the cia I definitely, when they took that long break, once Pharrell really blew up with Daft Punk, and I mean, he was already big with Jay-Z, but that one kind of, I think, put him on an even another level internationally um, with Get Lucky. So like at that point, and then he's producing movies and, um, you know, hidden figures and things like that. So they just really hadn't been making anything together. And now they're kind of back. Um, so I just kind of think it shows that that's probably what they originally wanted to do. But, you know, the business and life, you know, it changes. Everything. Triplets. He has triplets. Right. Right. Very important. 
I'm, I'm gonna guess artificial insemination like you know yeah it's hard to get triplets where, just oh where oh, is this I coming see, i, I mean okay it's, it's just very hard like you like one of like hundred thousand likelihoods like have triplets it, like but if you are Na- you mean naturally naturally like it's, it's very hard to get just triplets like make triplets happen but mm-hmm. the reason everybody's getting triplets is because they're like in the IVF. IV, IVF. The IVF is happening. So fertility treatment. Everybody's just getting likely. triplets. Is that well, because, triplets are the hot thing right now? Oh, got it. Because okay. the, I well, I would, yeah, no, but because it's they don't know what eggs will survive. Like, mm-hmm. and so they just like okay, let's have four good eggs. One of them is gonna die, maybe two. So then you probably have at least one good ones, and maybe uh like two two kids, and then all of a sudden like the girl has triplets like that's what usually happens like nobody really plans for triplets but they happen a lot in the ivf world it's just this is a medical podcast I, okay well, you've heard that. it here first I listeners don't know much this about is the IVF world. our in-depth <laughs> <Yeah>. reporting <laughs> pharrell no, and his family person, used fertility treatments that's how people get most triplets and stuff like that mm. and, and like octomom the reason she got eight Lucky. kids was because she was just <laughs> she just went with all the like like 20 good eggs and she's mm. like fuck it and like eight of them made it so which was <laughs> i would love so jealous you, you explaining like the process of people getting kids and she just by went the way, in and just by you know, the way i don't even like know like a woman's like like <laughs> biological structure like how exactly it like i couldn't tell you what like a uterus in relation to like cervix like well, I, let I fucking... me tell you sasha <laughs> Uh, Sasha, as a man, let me explain something about women to you. Isn't it crazy that this woman had eight babies and we as a society just refer to her as the octo-mom for like a year? Well, that's what we do, though. (laughs) I mean, we look for the easy name. I love how many tangents we have on this particular (laughs) podcast, but I did pull up the lyrics for Brain. I wanted to ask that was directly related to what we were just talking about. About IVF or about about which one? When we were on yeah. topic. It was uh, about the, the war in Iraq, which we've gone over so many times. Oh, I wanted to, uh, Carlton, I wanted to ask you, what do you think of their... The war in Iraq. Uh, yeah. yeah, what do you think? Would you have voted for it? What do you think of their 2017 album? Because you suggested that we listen to these first two albums. I right. noticed you didn't suggest that we listen to their most recent stuff. So yeah. how, how, how does it hold up? What do you think of contemporary NERD? And... How does it compare to contemporary Pharrell? Uh, you know, compared to the hit Are you song say contemporary "Happy," again? okay, uh, yeah. which is a contemporary masterpiece. Uh, well, contemporarily, I think, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, right, you're you're certainly right that I think those first two albums are more indicative of their sound, but also. I enjoy them more than, say, their latest stuff. Because that was the young Carlton listening to them. Right. Real just, vulnerable and r- just raw emotions, right? Driving there. around in my 88 Honda Civic. Civic. Yeah. Rusty hood. So, yeah. I mean, those... I think back then when you couldn't really just go and listen to any kind of music at any time, where you had one CD maybe in the car, mm-hmm. and that was just constantly playing, you just started really listening and hearing other little things that jumped out at you versus now where yeah i can go to their latest album and listen but am i gonna go five straight days of listening to it no i'm gonna go to some other music i'm gonna write in something else on apple music sorry spotify uh thank you yeah uh, are they an advertiser on yeah. this show we are on spotify right. but are they an advertiser uh we're we're hoping we're gonna send this to them and oh, okay uh, good got it well i love spotify um i love spotify yeah so it feels a little bit more i think now it feels more mainstream which is interesting like that music coming out now oh it sounded very mainstream to my ears exactly i can tell you exactly which is back then when their music came out there was no one else really making that kind of music um and so now people like donald glover and tyler Mm -hmm. the creator and all these other groups in that punk it's just it's the norm so it's the same type of sound it's just that that sound has become more popular now I so, think it, so. so it feels less unique yeah i, I think see. so i think yeah. guys like chance certainly have a lot of that type of you know i'm not saying these guys are influences influenced by nerd but that sound is definitely much more prevalent mm-hmm. and so maybe that's why when i'm hearing it it's like this doesn't sound as different 
and as unique as it did 20 years ago. Wow, 20 years ago. Yeah. Speaking of 20 years ago, let's yeah. go with the lyrics for Brain. Oh, by all means, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, baby? I know I want you, and you know you want me, but can you promise, please, you'll say yes to me? I love how you think. You think, oh, so deep, and share your thoughts with me. I buzz the fall, then fall asleep. So far, this kind of sounds like blurred lines. Do you really even love me? If you do, there's no pain. Do you really even love you? Do I really even love you? Or do I really love your brain? This is the cute part. Okay. I just I, love I, your brains. Again, I would re reread the first one. Reread the first part again. Why do you think, baby, I know I want you and you know you want me, but can you promise, please, you'll say yes to me? I love how you think. Mm -hmm. Now, this next line. You think, oh, so deep. Mm -hmm. And share your thoughts with me. Mm -hmm. I buzz, then fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, what do you think that last line is about? What do I think this line is about? The last line. That last line you just read. Well, he's like dismissing her. What is he busting? Buzz? Is that what it is? I bust buzz? and fall asleep? Well, it's buzz. buzz. It's buzz. B-U-Z-Z. -Z. Yeah, that's incorrect. But now, you know, we suspect that the word is wrong. That Google's giving me and that he actually jerks What's off. What's the source on this? Hmm, now interesting, you know, genius.com is claiming that Google is stealing That's true. their lyrics. I it's so the word isn't buzz, it's bust. Like he busts a nut. No, I understand that. So I think I'm right, is what we just learned. I think this song would fit right in with the movie B movie. I buzz and falls leap. <laughs> I know I want you when you know you want me, but can you promise please you'll say yes to me? I love how you you know what's funny is going back to when you said this is like good exercise music but being like energetic and if you kind of look at their music videos you kind of get that sense where it's either like party music or yeah kind of uh hanging out in the street or the older albums like now it's yeah more charged exactly yeah. but that type of music i think was um just very I like that a lot because just being probably like an athlete in high school, I kind of was always like looking for music to play while I was, you know, either um, working out or it, I think that type of ener energetic music was really interesting to me. And it was really like what you were saying. It's kind of we're just going to put this in the car and kind of kind of party on our way to wherever we're going. And not even party hard. Right. There's something about this. Overall, again, I have not analyzed all the lyrics. Clearly, the lyrics I'm given are wrong. Uh, so, but overall, it's very like it's pretty clean. And the, though they are like even the latest, the 2017 album, they are more getting into like the adolescence issues, like bullying and things that might be dealing with like in a younger younger age, like younger listeners. Yeah. But overall, like. It's, um, you know, hip-hop makes you think, makes me think at least, it's a lot about struggle, right, and issues with the police and whatnot. Like, there's the whole history around hip-hop and people who come up and sing about that, right, and, like, they rap about that. So, in it's some different. way, it's they, the cleaner... They were in a marching band in high school, and it wasn't exactly. really, that wasn't their life. That wasn't yeah. their life. Right. And so, this is, like, you know, it's, it's hip-hop... Because that's what the the sound is, but it may I don't know like we don't have like a, a hip hop person here who like like I like I've had friend Danny for example in New York and he listened to like he's the nicest person, the sweetest guy. He listened to the most like just like aggressive hip hop imaginable, where bitch was just like the nicest way to address the woman, and he like loved it like it was like his way to express. So he like loved hip hop for how expressive it was about the struggle, about the pain. Do you listen to hip hop that maybe is a more aggressive or um, dealing with like more hip hop issues? Yeah, no, this? I mean I don't. And consider... how did this compare to that? Yeah, I don't put them in the same category as like when I listen to Tupac or Biggie or any other type of hip hop artist. I. I kind of see it separate from that. So it's not like I'm saying they are, you know, better than Biggie 
or any other I hip hop. Because yeah, I would disagree right. if you said. As that, I know, Sasha, yeah. big fan of Biggie. Big yeah, again, yeah. I, I would D- be very disappointed give, if you give me a Biggie that. song. Wrap a Biggie song right now. Thursday was the worst day. Now we drink champagne when we're thirsty. Anything else? Oh no! <laughs> Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. I, Great you, job. Yeah. What makes you? Th- yeah. What makes you feel? It was all a like dream. you wanted. I used to, yeah. Why? Why are you challenging oh, me? You knowing Biggie. In. Why are you challenging? No, me? No, I wasn't challenging. I was interested in hearing. Because you do I'm a, a white song. immigrant woman. Is that why it seems like okay. so impossible that, that I would know Biggie's lyrics? There are plenty of white immigrant women that know. Do, are there though? Like I'm, I'm gonna, sure. yeah. are there? Do you know any other ones? No, I'm. I'm suggesting that I'm sure there are plenty out there that know rap lyrics. It's it's one of the, if not the biggest, music genre in the world. So of course, well, there I, are. I just think he's like Biggie is like I don't know. He's the master of you know that fucking genre. Like he is the one that's. He's like the Homer of like fucking I don't know old old literature like Homer Simpson. You know? Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah. He's like the Homer Simpson of the Simpsons. Yeah. Sasha, have you? Why? I'm gonna put us on another change. Yeah. Why? Now is... that you're the guest, Sasha. <laughs> uh, I I suggested in the beginning that we gotta get more aggressive on this podcast, and it's happening. Yeah. Why so, do uh, you think... Hold on. I will. Yeah, I just yeah. want to cut it. So Tupac or Biggie? It's Biggie oh, for you. Fuck yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so so hundred percent. You're saying Tupac's inferior. Or like having listened to Tupac, you're like, not I a fan. respond. I respond much, yeah, okay. way more. All right, to Biggie. Yeah. That's see, that's where we would really disagree, and that's where this. Well, it's okay. Be. You're from LA. Well, My formative Tupac years is, I spend in New that's York. True. But Tupac is originally from the East Coast. I know all about that story, oh, but Sasha's me. from the Far East. Yeah, that's, also, that's but true. also like I I came to New York when I was 19, and yeah. my formative 20s I spent definitely with like, that disc most man, just Biggie. I definitely listened to a lot of Biggie. Yeah. Yes. I just want to uh, dig into this a little more. So you tr- you listen to other hip hop. So uh, how did Biggie? What is it about Biggie that speaks to you so much? To you? Well, first of all, okay. This now there's this podcast about me <laughs> talking about Biggie Small. Which there's no oh, you reason didn't know to fuck, you were the guest. <laughs> there's no fucking reason to do fan him because he's like fucking the best. But um, I have the same attitude about music as about any other art. Like I don't like art that is just good. Like, it's not enough for me for something to be really good, like really good. It has to be a little weird. It has to be mm-hmm. a little all Like, you know, I'm not going to listen to John Cage or John Zorn and to be like, this is like fucking best music I've ever listened to. Because that's a little bit too far for me from sort of the middle ground where most people listen to. So I'm not going to go that age, but that way. But if I listen to to something like that would personally appeal to me, then it it has to have something something unique about it, like definitely unique and recognizable and maybe weird. And I think, first of all, Biggie Small, like he fucking voice is like nobody sounds like him. Like he has the most amazing voice. Like his like the way his lips pop, like the way he talk, like the way he raps, and his lyrics, like you know, maybe it was like a slower, a little bit hip hop time, but you know, there were other people also rapping slower than what maybe is happening now but but you know his style was just like his style was like enough for me to get into like the theme of the song and like what what is he talking about in this song yeah well no and I how mean, he's he had, feeling behind it like he's very I mean, he he's very personal things. like his voice makes it very personal he's also like like he's not like a you know hot guy like he's like this big dude you know, maybe there's the the big teddy bear, you know, quality that like's mm. also like huggable, like you know. But like even just his voice and putting it together with what he looks like, and then, but he's singing about like what seems like real shit. And I grew up in a place where everybody who was in my school, like, had to like belong to like, a gang and stuff like that. And so that's a, you know, it's a cross culture issues. That like right. there's there certainly race that he's talking about, but there's certainly like class and struggle within like gangs that he's talking about, and and there's like rags to riches story that is always very fascinating to me, and so anything from his performance to his music to me connecting to his lyrics is is amazing, and I and you know and you know like a short short life and not so much music is also helps sort of the, the legend of mm-hmm. the legend of it all. And now, so for you, 
two, the work of Tupac does not hit you on that same level. That's just probably the answer. Would probably just the music doesn't. The music, the, the voice, the, the you know, it just doesn't hit Some, me. Something about the not feeling as much as that of matcha it. tea you're drinking. <laughs> And also maybe it was a fun time of me, like for the first time listening to Biggie when I'm like 20 years old. And, you know, when you're really young, you want to take the side, right? And so like I lived in New York, mm. I lived in Brooklyn. And so it was like, well, you fucking gotta love Biggie. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I do agree that Biggie's better. And so then you kind of jokingly say, but like, you know, of course he's better than Tupac. But, you know, I gave Tupac a listen. It just didn't. Didn't stick. Gave him a listen. Amazing. And now, Carlton, you know, how do you respond to this? You, it sounds to me, I don't want to put words in your mouth. See, this is this, this is the podcast. This is what you want to do now. Pit two people against each other. Yeah. This is, yeah it sounds go. to me like you might disagree. Okay, so I definitely prefer Tupac, but mm. do I disagree? No. What What's interesting to me, though, is did you have any sense of hip-hop or any artist when you were in the Ukraine, in terms of fuck off. <laughs> what do you mean? She's not from the Ukraine. I oh, sorry, Siberia. Wrong. I know. My bad. That's okay. Um, I'll, I'll keep that in. We'll take that out. We'll take that out. <laughs> I'll keep that in for sure. <laughs> well, you said Russia and Ukraine, and you said you said Ukraine earlier. I was talking it about just, a Ukrainian president, primed, uh, Volodymyr yeah, Zelensky. Never been brain. to Ukraine. I've never been to Ukraine. Look, certainly <laughs> Russia <laughs> would like so Ukraine very, to be part of. She's Russia. very angry right now. Uh, That's why I'm smiling. So, growing up in Siberia, did you have any sense of hip? Like, was it literally you got to New York and you heard this sound for the first time, and it was like, "What is this?" No, we had Russian, we had Russian hip hop. Mm. Right, I but I, to. but I mean, particularly American, kind of like a Beastie Boys, but like Russian Beastie Boys. <laughs> that sounds fun. Mm -hmm. But Amer fun. American hip hop is what I'm curious about. Had like, that penetrated you, over there? It has not penetrated me at the time. No. <laughs> American hip-hop has not penetrated me. I, yes. It has not penetrated me at the time. No, but when yeah, I was a so teenager. I'm actually generally curious. Like, when you got yeah. to New York, it was like, was the feeling, what is this? I need more. Like, what is this sound? I have literally never heard something like this before. Definitely not striking me like that. Like, okay. I definitely don't get affected by hip-hop like that. Like, So you had a sense at least Biggie is an exception to the rule. Okay. For me. But hip-hop like, wasn't like, you got to New York and it was just like, what is this? No, God, no. Okay. No, because like I said, I heard Russian Beastie Boys for, for like what I'm they're not called but Russian I guess Beastie I mean, Boys. American hip hop, I assume, was different. No, but not enough. Not to enough like to hit be like, you like, oh it, my yeah. god, what is this? It like, wasn't like what me. an '80s movie version, kind of like a John Hughes listening for the first time and being like, "This is going to change my life." Kind of oh, like, moment. Uh, Zach Braff listening. To I am shins. definitely exactly. I am definitely not a movie character. I'm a real human being <laughs> from the Ukraine. See? I mean, I'm, I'm not so sure anymore. I, the way this podcast has gone. Uh, we've so, talked about quite uh, a bit. what about you, Stephen? Which one? Tupac? Stephen, or... where are you from? I'm. I wasn't. From... I wasn't. I mean, you weren't actually asking. Kidding. You no, don't actually don't, want to know. I don't. Wow. Care. Thanks. Yeah. Stephen, now from that you Maryland. don't have a beard, <laughs> I don't really yeah, care. I did trim my beard, listeners. Sorry. Talk about the baby face. Yeah. You will get a lot more listeners now from that ASMR bit that you just did. <laughs> What's ASMR? Uh, autonomous AS sensory meridian response. Uh, Tell me about it. He just, this is he a... just dropped that like a brag. <laughs> this is a... <laughs> he just dropped tell that me. like he you've been holding that in the Please chamber tell for a me. while. This is a genre of YouTube video um, designed oh to True. prompt this thing called ASMR, autonomous <sighs> sensory meridian response, which is the biology a, degree talking. That's not why I know. <laughs> it's a feeling that some people get. It's like a very nice uh, feeling that kind of goes down the back of your head and down your spine. Um, it's a very pleasant feeling. And it, for some people, it's prompted by different things like getting a haircut. Cocaine. For some <laughs> Possibly. Uh, a haircut. I, I used to experience it. I remember in kindergarten... <laughs> Well, we're oh getting, my god! We're getting, we're getting we into real. We're getting, hold, uh, hold on, to, hold on, people. Oh my god! I, if, if, if this Guys, is, if this, if do I need to call the cops? Listeners, uh, listeners, fuck your seatbelt. In kindergarten, I remember feeling this feeling down the back of my down the back. <laughs> oh lord! What was oh were you, when were I would when I would in be, pants? My privates were in pants. Uh, when I would be like returning library books at the in like our classroom library, and it's what? it's like because a, what a nerd. No pun it's intended. It's not. It's not. 
you know, the people who make these videos are always very insistent that it's not a sexual thing, but then they are also all beautiful uh, European women who are showing a lot of cleavage and, like, clearly trying to appeal to people who do find it sexual. It's just, like, a very relaxing feeling. A lot of people will watch those kinds of... Like yeah, when you want to purr. Like, so you right. go into a parasympathetic state as opposed to sympathetic state. Like that's just to me like a very big difference since like am I relaxed mode or not? Is that different? It's a, this like tingling on the back of the head is the very specific thing about it. It's not just relaxation. It's like this very weird What causes sensation. you to feel that except for the uh, library books these days? Nothing. You know, it's <laughs> Do not... Do you return... I know you have library <laughs> videos. Do you return them and you feel that way? No, no. Yeah. I... um. Hmm. Yeah, I so for a lot of people they can like watch these videos and 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 it will prompt that response. But what are people them. doing those videos except for women with boobs? It's so There's it'll be like videos of people like or certain certain type of tactile. So I, I find yeah. it more un, like un, uh, like un, unnerving than. Yeah, some people really don't respond to it at all. Yeah, uh, and people who like have never felt the tingling thing. I feel like tingling sounds familiar to me on my back of my neck, but I just don't know what it is that causes it. Maybe yeah. you just need to find the right ASMR video. Yeah, just start watching a bunch. The, yeah, <laughs> I will definitely not. Do Maybe that. when you listen to Biggie, that's that's your that's the thing. That's like the thing for you. My YouTube algorithm is now just like all ASMR because I I. I again like the videos don't make me have the response, but they are relaxing to, to, because it because it will either be someone just tapping on something, which is like a nice just repetitive sound that'll help me fall asleep, or it's someone doing like, "Hi, w- welcome to my tailor shop. Yeah. Let me." That was way too specific There's of a per- reference for you. That honestly, that, that's go, not the number one in your queue. Go on YouTube and search <laughs> ASMR tailor. You'll probably get like. Uh, Five thousand. I will videos. not. Well, you I will could not at least, go into YouTube you at least and search watch, ASMR Taylor. You could at least watch that? my video. Uh, Are you just plugging your ASMR you, <laughs> yeah. YouTube page? I am, that... I, I am like, I, I know this podcast make people fall asleep and they talk about various. Like, I, I don't need that. I'm fine. I do my hot yoga and I'm okay. Okay, Sasha, okay. we get yeah, it. All you the can hate. fall yeah. asleep. Yeah, but <laughs> humble brag. We get it. You but can, but like people, but people look for you know all kinds of things to just fall asleep. Yeah. yeah, and this is just another way that some people do it. But yeah, for some people, the videos really do prompt that response. So we got to this because we yeah, were rubbing know. your face against the microphone. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. You asked me which one I prefer. I'm not informed enough to make that decision. Wow. Uh, when I saw... <laughs> very woke response. <laughs> not very woke enough. response. Uh, you know, when I saw them, the uh, 2011 film Notorious mm-hmm. about Biggie. Uh, yep. After I saw that, I probably was like, yeah, I, I, Biggie's, Biggie's, Biggie's the way. Um, but uh, at this point in my life, I'm comfortable acknowledging that i'm not familiar enough with either of them to tupac oh my god uh yeah no i mean i well i don't know um carlton Carlton, do you have any last let's say his name at the same time three (laughs) two one carlton Carlton. jinx you owe me a coke (laughs) do you have any any (laughs) anything that you haven't had a chance to say say yet yet. about your fan if you like asmr where two people talk at the same time (laughs) You were on the right podcast, my One, friends. Uh, let me interrupt the question I just asked you to say there is a genre of oh, ASMR oh video oh where, okay, for these people, they call themselves ASM artists, yeah. which is funny. Oh, my um, God. But there is a genre of video where the performer will play two characters. And so they, and they've got like a split screen down the middle of their video and they're oh on both God. sides. SNL, call them, <laughs> call them now. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, there will be like a person talking to you twice at the same time as themselves and as a. So, as but a is character. it like an echo? It's uh, like the same things, where it's just it's two different characters. It's like two different characters saying different things at the same time. But also, sometimes there is like videos that have layered sounds. Mm. Uh, so this is like the Jimmy Fallon wow, thing where they do like six boxes and they all sing. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. I do barely anything with my life outside of writing and doing stuff with my dogs but steven like knows so much about the world well it's just because i put these videos on when i'm falling asleep Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh yeah any last thoughts 
or first thoughts because I don't know how much we've actually said. We have not about NERD. Yeah, um, I think they're an underappreciated band, um, and I think they've influenced a lot of music. And there's a lot of music out there right now that is reflective of what they did, both with other artists and their own music. And those albums probably could have done a lot better given how much. Uh, they were producing how well known Pharrell was, and I think if people were to go to if people were to go discover it now, they would be surprised that that sound was happening in two thousand one and two thousand four between them. Like when Get Lucky came out with Daft Punk, I was like, this is this is literally just the same thing I heard. You know, I can't I can't remember when Get Lucky came out, but at least over ten years ago, with what stuff becomes popular and what really blows up isn't always about the sound. It's just sometimes right place, right time. Sure, yeah. I went back and kind of looked at some music videos and went on YouTube, and it was funny just in the comments seeing how many people were like still listening to this in 2019 Mm. from songs. that I mean, that happens a lot on stuff, but it's just kind of interesting to see like how many people are uh, kind of see like, wow, this was really ahead of its time. Kind of to go back to what Sasha was saying, kind of abstract a little bit. And so, you know, it's not like they disappeared and no one knows about them but i certainly think you know once Pharrell really blew up they just kind of disbanded and people really didn't care about them anymore mm-hmm. and you and they deserve a, a second look i think so or mm-hmm. a second listen if you will i only look oh yeah i look right. at the well, sheet we, music. we know from your asmr <laughs> history now i look at the sheet music and i can hear it in my mind mm. impressive for a guy who barely listens to music <laughs> Because I'm looking yeah, at who was, it. Who is so unwilling to take a stand on Biggie Tupac? I would. I'd love to to be informed enough to take a stand, guys. But I'm just so busy watching ASMR. ASMR. Now we know what Stephen does every time yeah. he's not here at the, in the basement. Um, should we rate this baby? Let's rate go, this. Go baby. for it. I mean. Um, if Biggie Small is a 10 and LCD sound system, I'm going to throw it in, even though it's not, you know, hip hop at all, but it mm. is, um, it is like electronic. No, I can see it. Funky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And there he, or he, right. He yeah. does plenty of funk music. A 10, and stuff like a that. 10 yeah. as well. Then I'd say NARD for me, seven. It's a solid sound. Would love to add them on my running playlist. I'm already excited for it because I need some fresh running songs, mm-hmm. but this is where my, excitement ends i don't you know i don't like i'm not in love i I will say this on the song she wants to move there's a dog barking at the very beginning so you might enjoy that just is it my dog though carlton is it my dog it could be i think sasha only likes her dog she wants to move i love my dogs a lot what about you steven i'm yeah my music diet is so this is like slam poetry right now (laughs) This is you just hit that my music diet diet. <laughs> die I don't like the my et, music diet though. Die. I don't really et. like that. Uh, Who am I to die? Damn, e. this is T. good. Phone home. <laughs> Reese's pieces. This podcast yeah, yeah. is like no other hey guys, one. Guys, welcome to the Slam Poetry podcast with Stephen Cohen. <laughs> uh it's I I listen to so few things that I, I'm not able to <laughs> This is the guy that just said he has an ASMR. I mean music. I'm talking about music. Okay. I'm talking about yeah. music. I, I listen to, to such little music that my reference point is not as expansive as it should be. I'm going to use as a reference point, rather than something in the same genre, something that I responded to it, that is more of like an eclectic kind of barrier-breaking Cats, musical genre. cats. Yeah, and it's the trailer for Cats. <laughs> the first time I listened to Roxy Music, the first album... Uh, it, Brian Ferry. Yeah, it struck me as kind of, and it, that is like kind of the at like the dawn of prog rock, right? That struck me as something new that I hadn't necessarily heard before that I thought was really interesting and inventive. And I've listened to that album many times. If yeah. that kind of like uh, groundbreaking approach to a genre that we've seen before is, if that's the reference point that I'm using, Roxy Music, that first album is, you. is like a 10. Yeah. Uh, then I would put this NERD stuff that we listen to at, I would also put a seven. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed it. Carlson just you walked li- out. Oh, literally no, just copied her answer. Like he, he went through all of that. 
and literally in the back of his he did mind, some poetry. all Come he was on. saying was, just say seven. Just diet, say seven. diet. Yeah. Uh, seven is the weakest answer you could give. It's like, oh, if I, I say I agree. Seven eight, is the, one of the lamest answers is. we could give. It's, bo- it's weak. But it also speaks to the subject. Yeah. I don't know. I think seven is more. Uh, no, no, I caught it. Don't worry. I caught a, that. Than a five. Yeah, yeah. I made sure at my. I, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, look, guys, I think seven is the best answer, and I'm frankly shocked that Sasha copied me uh, <laughs> after I said it. I also agree that Rockstar is a nine. What? Oh, man. Least, like, got, even, Sasha did all the emotional did labor for me. about you carlton how would you rate n-e-r-d i mean i think it's pretty obvious that i rate him at a 10 though because oh that's why i'm here yeah. thank god because yeah. i would be really disappointed after all this argument after after all listening seven. to two albums <laughs> Um, Steven, is there anything we'd like to talk about? I feel like we've covered so many different aspects of society. Gosh, we sure have. Oh, uh, that's right. And I, listen, we're talking about N-E-R-D. Uh, which Are we? I, as Sasha has pointed out, spells out nerd. And when I hear nerd, I think of nerds. The candy. Uh, Do you think it, they're underrated? No. But I want to talk about candy. They give you cancer. Steven, have you ever Wait, done what? this podcast? Well, sugar before? does oh, in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. Don't but worry. I'm, I'm, I'm not riddled worried. with sugar it already. Sugar gives it to you. Uh, I love nerds. Great candy. Oh, so good. But if I'm thinking about underrated candies, guys, get yourself out to a CVS because it seems to be the only place that sells these right now. And buy yourself a bag of tree- Good and plenty. <laughs> Ugh. I used to love them. God. They're Never so disgusting. They're, I used to love them in college. I don't know why. In Brooklyn College, I would eat that shit. It's mm. disgusting. Go on, Steven. I'm sorry. Get yourself a bag. Do yourself a favor. Tell them I sent you. Get yourself a bag of chewy sweet tarts. Uh, mini right. chewy sweet tarts. Sounds yummy. Not the regular size. Well, they have like really big ones. Whoa! Yeah, he just thank like for, thank you for showing the audience. Yeah, it was like a what wheel a big of a car. Yeah. It's it like a, a yeah. car, it's like a car. silver I'm sure dollar. All the listeners know what that <laughs> meant. Mm-hmm. They're really big. They're bigger than any candy should be. You probably can't even fit one in your mouth. Well, probably you could. Uh, you, the listener, you could if you know what I mean. But the mini chewy sweethearts, oh. <laughs> man. Man, I did not think I was walking into this. They're great. I love them. Uh, Great tangy flavor of a sweet tart that we're all used to, but chewy. And you can pop a bunch in your mouth. Have a great time. Sasha, how about you? I love Joaquin Phoenix. And I want to just plug um, Two Lovers. I think it's with Gwyneth Paltrow. That's the movie that made me, like, I guess, fall in love artistically with um, the genius of... Uh, Joaquin Phoenix so directed by James Gray directed by James Gray Mm. and it's you know like I think he like just does something crazy with this like very straightforward script and he does something with his character that for the first time I saw it and I was like this guy is fucking amazing actor so if you love, love Joaquin Phoenix go back and watch this film Chew on that, listeners, along yeah. with the candy from <laughs> CVS. Well, don't I don't get to... Uh, you do. Sure, go you, for it. Oh, okay. You do. Are just, you going to say N-E-R-D? I'm not. Uh, there's a film called Manos out huh? there by Alejandro Landes. I'm probably pronouncing the last name wrong, but it's very good. It's Monos. Um, a lot of people, I feel like, didn't see it because there's been such other great movies like Parasite and things like that, but it's a really incredible film. Yeah, I missed that one. It's I really catch good. up with it. Yeah, it kind of was Not like as good in as Parasite, but it's, it's pretty good. I will, I will disagree with you, my friend. 
Oh boy. Yeah. Um, Slide about that's it. the theme of the episode, so yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Come on down to the Moving Arts Theater on Iberian Avenue every, well, not every, most second and fourth Thursdays uh, to, at 9 p.m. to catch the Direct to Video Awards. It's More a very good show. I've seen it. Go out there. Thank you. Carlton has come. Actually, no, I want to plug that. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you, Jinx, Carlton, for your videos. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Andrew. Let's just cl- these are promo videos for the podcast. <laughs> for Let's your just, nudes. <laughs> your ASMR videos. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Andrew Hayworth, for our theme music. Thank you, Elizabeth Salud, for our artwork. Thank you, Jay Hunter, for production support. And thank you for, for listening. listening. And thank you, Steven Spielberg, just because. Oh,